Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the seclusion of British Columbia, an inherited hotel conceals a hideous secret that may destroy those who now own it. Will the new owners survive their own petty jealousies or be consumed by Hotel Hell? Join us in this Call of Cthulhu miniseries with Becca playing Deborah, Monica playing Dan, Quinn playing Jared, Tillman playing Christy, and Chris as the keeper of the arcane lore. If you'd like to contact us or find links to our Discord and Patreon, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore PTM. We hope you enjoy. So the gunshot cracks from the barrel of the hunting rifle. You all hear it, especially you, Dan and Christy in the other room, hear it. Jared, you're in the moment right now as you see Deborah aiming and you feel a whiz go by your head. I need you, Deborah, to roll me the damage for your weapon, which is 2d6 plus 4, please. 13. So you look, you aim, remembering the training that your father used to give you when you would go out hunting with them or go to the firing range. You see your husband, his pale face, like the day has taken its toll on him. As you fire and you see the head of this creature that's coming up behind him explode. You hear a splat as like brain matter and green vile remnants of what might have been normal bodily fluids and flesh fling along the wall. Nauseous gas emits as this headless corpse spins around and kind of tries to stumble for a little bit and trips over itself as it falls and it starts clawing its way into the other direction. Jared, Deborah, I need you both to roll me a sanity roll, please. So real quick, just so I understand, it's still moving even though its head is Yeah, its head's blown off, its but it's moving the opposite direction all weekly, like it's falling oh. on its knees as it's slowly like trying to crawl with its hands. In game terms, it has 15 hit points, and you did 13 damage, so... 64 out of 54, I failed. You failed. Okay, I need you to roll me 1d6, please. Oh, goody, I might actually go fully go insane right now. And Deborah got 41 out of 55. Got a 3 up for the sanity. That's 9 lost so far. And what, again, is a fifth of your sanity? 12. 12, okay, oof. So you see that. You guys hear that noise, Christy and Dan. Dan, you have this dresser that's on your ankle right now that you kind of rolled your ankle underneath. What are you two doing right now in this other room after you hear this gunshot? Is Dan free to move right now or is he still stuck? Under He's the still dresser? kind of stuck underneath. It would definitely take you both to kind of like move this dresser so he can get his leg out from underneath it. I kind of start to scramble and like yell at him. Probably not very helpful. Like, get up, get up, get up. Well, fuck, help me the hell out. I can't get this thing off of me. It's on my freaking ankle. Yeah, I tried to lift it. I would say give me a a strength roll, please. Strength times five, sorry. Wow, I feel. So you're trying to push Christine. You're just unable to push. For some reason, the panic of everything going on, hearing the gunshot. Dan, you see this lady trying to push it. One thing option that you can do is you can push the roll, meaning like, hey, I want to try again. But if I fail this time, there will be a huge consequence. If I fail and I kind of decide what that is ahead of time, would you like to do that? Or you can spend luck to make a success to make up for the points that you have missed. So if you choose not to do any of that, Christy, that's fine. I just want to let you know that's a possibility if you want to do it or not. I think I want to push the roll. Do I decide what happens? 
Or do you? We can kind of like we can kind of go back and forth here. What do you think could should happen if you fail when it, when if you were to push the roll? Uh, I'm thinking she gets injured again because she yeah. uh, either lifts the thing somewhat and drops it again on her own arm, like it slips. Yeah. Or she pulls a muscle, uh, can pull like a back yeah, yeah. muscle. I should succeed this. I have 80 in strength. See, this time it worked. So you dig into this inner reserve and you lift it up and you can feel yourself straining a little bit, but then you feel the weight come up like when you do a deadlift in the gym. Dan, you feel this weight instantly off your ankle as you can kind of feel your ankle starting to swell up, but you're able to get out from underneath it. You can still walk on it and everything, but you definitely feel that you have to favor it when walking. Shit. Dan's going to roll out his leg as soon as Christy lifts it. And Christy immediately drops the dresser again and like walks backwards a little. She's probably seeing stars a little bit. You all right? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. What the fuck happened out there? I don't know. What the hell was that noise? It sounded like like the gun that Deborah had. Here, help me up. We'll go see what the hell's going on out there. Do you have a knife or anything on you? Uh, no. She's she's probably still in her workout clothes. She has like basically nothing on her. We could say you have one on you, Dan, if you would like. You strike me as the type who'd probably have a gun on his belt, or not yeah, a gun, a, like a, a knife on his belt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hang on. He's gonna reach down to you know his boot on the good leg and just pull out a switchblade and be like, "Look, I'm gonna go first just to see what's going on since you're unarmed, but be ready to duck. We don't know what the hell's going on out there." Can I? grab like something in this room this yeah, there's furniture a lamp. here for example a lamp. A... that sounds good yeah, yeah there's a lamp yeah, some okay. solid uh early 20th century desk lamp cast iron heavy yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> good balance to it yeah for sure all right so we'll cut to deborah and jared deborah you smell the black gun smoke residue smoke coming from the barrel as you gently drop the barrel down like you were instructed to because you don't want to point it still at your husband and you see him standing there he has this wide eye look as he's staring right at you, you see behind him like like the brain matter the green decaying flesh and the black ichor that came from this head splash against this cheap 20th century early 20th century wallpaper that has like little birds that are faded in the background kind of like flying about and you can see in the hallway this you can hear it as like this figure's like crawling the opposite direction as you as his hands keeps going go ahead scenes on you guys you, you saw that right yeah yeah deborah will like she's wide-eyed right now just like internally screaming but she doesn't like she sees that it's still moving and she doesn't want to let it get away and that's when christy and dan you guys walk out and you just see deborah holding like wide-eyed with this gun you turn and you see Jared looking, standing there, looking all like shocked. You see some ichor along the wall. And then you look to the left and you see his headless, like looks like a corpse or something moving the opposite direction. Like it's pulling its hands on the carpet, like it's low crawling. I need you both to give me a sanity roll, please. Christy and Dan. 42 under 50, I pass. Dan failed. He got a 62 out of um, 58. So I'll need you to roll me one uh, D6, please. Three. All right. And you lost uh, Sanity last game, right? You, I think you lost like three points. Am I correct in that? I lost two. I went from 60 down to 58. Okay, so sweet. So if you, you want to keep track of a fifth of that, which I believe is 15 or uh, 12, 
Yeah, 12. Math. is <laughs> uh, Fifth of that is 12. So if you lose 12 points before, like, this game day ends, meaning in-game, like, you know, the sun sets or whatever, let me know, okay? So that's one thing we want to track, because then you'll get temporary insanity if that happens. So, like, Jared's riding that line really thin right now because he's seen quite a bit of shit. So we'll go ahead and say scenes on you guys right now as you guys are all four in this hallway and this figure is crawling the opposite direction as you guys right now. Wait, so clarification, I lose an additional three sanity? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yep. got it. You guys see that, right? You, you, you can see that thing, right? What the hell is that? What the fuck is that? I don't know, but it's about to be dead in a moment. Take the butt of that gun and just whip the shit out of it. It has no right. head, though. You just see, like, the spine, like, that nub of, like, the spine is sticking out of, like, the neck a little bit. And you can see it kind of move. It's like is yellowish and has like green icker on it. You know, like it's like this little wormy nub that's like like trying to turn like it thinks it has something attached to it still, but it's just not working like it should be. Hit it right at the tailbone. Sever it and then it won't be able to use its legs no more. What the hell is that? Is that what it, is that a freaking zombie? Are you fucking kidding me right now? So yeah, Deborah will kind of like get up cl as close as she dares to it and tries to following Dan's advice, hit it in the spine. I'll with, say with like the yeah, oh, with a shot? All right, yeah, go ahead and give me a firearms roll, please. Ah, shit, I just barely missed it. I got 26 out of 25. Uh, you can push the roll if you want, or do you have any more of your luck left? I think I pretty much spent it all. Oh, you spent it all? Okay, you can push yeah, the roll. Yeah, it was roll. that bad of a roll. Yeah, you can push the roll, but I mean, I don't know if you're wanting to risk it or whatever. No, I'm not. I'm not going to Good push call. The roll. Good call. I was about to say, like, good call. I mean, I'm not Vegas, so I have nothing to gain from it. You know what I mean? But I don't want to tell you what to do. So you guys see Deborah comes up with the gun and she's kind of shaking. You see, like, she tries to point as this thing is moving slowly and you, she tries to, like, adjust a little bit. And then you are pow! You hear, like, it fills up the hallway again, this loud, like, cracking sound. And you guys hear a ringing in your ears for a second, but then you see this thing just keep moving. And you see there's a hole in the carpet right now where it was at. Shit, be careful where you're shooting. These, these fucking floors are just old as dirt. You're gonna knock us out into the floor below us. Can are you just... seriously, are you seriously worried about the floor when there is a goddamn zombie crawling on the floor? If it breaks under us and we all break our fucking necks, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And Chris, uh, Deborah will just back away. Jared, be a man. Grab the gun. Just hit that thing right in the bottom of the, you know, right by the ass crack. Sever it and let's get the hell out of here. Christy walks forward near, and okay? whacks I'm, I'm, the thing with the lamp repeatedly. <laughs> just roll yeah. strength, yeah. It's an easy target. 50 under 80. Awesome. So you guys see Christy just go up there and she just starts whacking it with this, like, Dan says, why don't you just be a man and shoot it? And Jared starts saying something back and Chrissy just pushes past you three and she just starts whacking the shit out of this thing all over its back, like with this lamp. I'm not talking about like once, I'm talking about like 20 times. Whack, 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 whack. You like see like Icker starting to like come out and like hit her in the face as she's doing it. You're like cracking sound as the spines are, you just hear it start coming out and jutting out and you just hear whoosh, whoosh, and eventually it starts stops sounding like it's cracking and it sounds like a meat tenderizer after a while it's like thump, 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 and it goes on for like two minutes until finally christy you reach muscle failure and you got sweat pouring down your face and you got like god knows what else on your face and you turn and you look and you three see her looking at you and she just has this gunk all over her face holding this lamp that has like a little bit of like flesh still on it from the edge corner of the base of it right now and as you guys are standing there all of a sudden you're like coming from outside 
eh, eh. And you're, that sounds like someone's driving up front. Eh, eh. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Oh, what the fuck now? I think Christy's just panting uh, in a corner of the room. She sat down and dropped the, the lamp, and now she's just catching her breath. Dan's going to kind of hobble over to Christy and um, gently take the lamp or what's left of it out of her hand to you know make sure she, she's not going crazy. And uh, he's going to give her a strong pat on the back and says, good going, carpet muncher. You saved us now. Let's get up. Let's get out of here. There's a car outside. If we can make it, if we can just make it out there, we'll take whatever the hell vehicles out there. We got to get the hell out of here. I don't know what that thing was. I saw something in the mirror. Something freaky's going on here. This is some helter skelter shit. Well, once in my life, I'm going to agree with you. Let's get the hell out of here. As you guys start making your way down the stairs, I take it you're all going down. Are you going down, Christy, or are you staying upstairs? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think being reassured by Dan and also remembering that he needs help moving uh, down the stairs. She's okay. definitely going to like walk with him. So you guys are going down the steps. You guys come back by the office and you're in the trading post area by the reception area. And you see coming out from the office area because you know within the office is the steps that lead down to the cellar, Jared. You see the foreman, the native who, uh, for the indigenous person from the area, as he comes up, his name was Brian. He's looking at you. He's like, what, what, what's going on there? What's going on up there? Was that gunshots I heard? What the, what the hell's going on up there? All right. Okay. And then he looks at I know this is going to sound crazy. There's a zombie up there. You just see him look at you like, what? And then he looks at Christy as Christy's like helping Jared kind of like favor his ankle. And she has like all his icker. And he's like looking at you all. Then he's looking at her. And then he's about to say something. And all of a sudden the door bursts open of the reception area. And you see that there's this African-American man that's like in a reverend's outfit. And he has like a, he has like the, you know, like the priest collar on underneath the black shirt. He has black jeans and like a black sports jacket on. And he comes walking in and, and you see that Brian looks at him and Brian is like, what are you doing here, Reverend? What are you doing here, Reverend Rebnish? Well, like, what, what, what are you doing? And then he's like, the Lord has told me it is my time to come here. You all are the den of hell. What is what are you doing basking in the evilness here? He's like, look, and he sees just looking wide-eyed at who's the man who owns this location. Dan's going to point his thumb at Jared. <laughs> you, what are you doing here? You know that your, your, your establishment here is the root of all evil that is going on in the world right now. <laughs> he, you know, Jared has no words right now. He, he, he has no, he just has nothing to say. He has no idea what's going on right now. He walk. He walks up like within a foot up to you, Jared, and he's like, and he says, Daniel twelve two says, as many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to the everlasting life, some to the everlasting shame of contempt. Do you not know what evil resides here? What you do coming back into this place and bringing it back into the world? I don't know, okay? I don't know. I know there's something crazy going on. I know there's a zombie up the stairs. I, there's paintings down in the basement. I don't know what is going on. Holy shit, Bob. I can't believe what is going on right now. As you hear the radio coming from the office area, and everyone just stops. You see the Reverend looks up there, and he's like, I know the world is losing its goddamn mind. I can't believe what's going on. I mean, how long are we going to stay on the air here? I don't know. Not until they leave us to leave. Well, they trust us, people. We'll be staying here with you until the very end. And you, you hear him look at the, you see the Reverend look at the radio, and then he looks at you, and he's like, this place is a den of evil. 
It is at the circle of everything that is responsible. Do you not know the legends of this place? No, I don't. I'm Do not. not no, how did you come into this place, young man? A relative gave it to me. Uh, uh, uncle, I think. I don't really remember, honestly. So you do not know the relative of yours who gave you this place, do you? No, I don't. Let me tell you something, boy. There are dark forces in this world. And you were probably brought here to be a sacrifice to the opening of hell that this place unleashes. How can you come here and not know the history of what resides here? Have you seen anything odd here? Have you seen anything dark? And I just point up to the stairs. Zombie up the stairs. You saw one of the dead rise. And he sees his eyes open up. You know about the curse of Johan Scheigel, don't you? Do you know that that man used to reside here? Did you ever hear of his story? Of the paintings he did of pure evil? No. Listen, as much as I'd love to stick around for fucking story time, there's a zombie upstairs, there's a fucking ghost in the mirror, my ankle shot, we're all losing our goddamn minds, can we take it outside? Boy, let me tell you, the whole world is going to die. Armageddon is here, and this place is the center of it. Shegel saw it in 1920 when he did his paintings of evil, he had visions of hell, and the locals murdered him. They took him and executed him and barred up his room so that the evil would never be unlocked, never be shown again. They nailed him to that tree that is out front there, and they buried his bones six feet deep. But even as he sat there on that tree, nailed like Jesus Christ our Savior, he prophesied about the hell, the portal to hell that resides on this land on this land, and you reopened it. And you see the guy turn around, and he walks towards the door, and he opens the door, and he dramatically turns around again, and he's looking at you as the door's open. He's like, you opened the portal to hell. You are going to be damned. It's because of you and your selfishness. And then you see at the moment when he is about to turn around, all of a sudden you see like three sets of hands come grabbing through the door, and they grab him, and all of a sudden you see him turn and look. And you see a dead face come and like bites into his neck and pulls him back. You hear him start screaming. As they pull him out and you just hear munching sound as this door is wide open. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Shut the goddamn door now. Fucking told you we had to do this shit outside. Now we're not going to know how to close a supposed hippie pappy freaking hole in hell that we got here. The just hell shut are we the door do? now. Shut the door. Shut the door. And he's he, 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 instantly scrambling to shut the doors and try to like knock them. You're able to, guys. You run up to the door. You see these three zombies are just biting into this priest as he's screaming. One of them is like digging both of his hands into his stomach like pulling out these intestines and trying to bite into him as he's pulling. You see it looks at you for a second and I need you to roll me a sanity roll please. Oh no. Everyone, right? Yeah, everyone please, sorry. Everyone. Deborah's surprisingly keeping it all together. <laughs> Strong girl. Woman power. <laughs> I, I think in her mind what like none of this can be real like she just doesn't like no of course this is all what fake. if you just married brian if you would have married brian instead of jared like he wanted to marry you back then you wouldn't be in this situation Go. 92 out of 51 oh, shit all right 1d6 man you got three more before you go Cuckoo. dan got a 57 out of 55 so he's on that truck too all right roll me a 1d6 also what about you christy 
Uh, I succeeded again. Awesome. So, so zero. I, I guess my breakup was worse or something. The, the women, I really the women, don't care. Women are really strong. Let's just say that. Women are stronger than the men. So I got a four. Oh, dang. What about you, Dan? I got a four, too. I'm down to 51. Oh, uh, so you still haven't lost it there, but you did. Well, hey, it's only you'll be joining me in the crazy town. Jared, you close the door. And you guys see Jared close the door. And you see when he does it, his back stands up straight. And then he turns around and he looks at you all. Jared, I'm going to let you have control of yourself, obviously. But I'm going to say that you are definitely believing that you are you're feeling anxiety to the umpteenth degree right now. And you feel like the world is definitely ending and you feel like that you absolutely have to figure out something to do to, to fix it. And if no one has any ideas, you're going to constantly get more angry and angry if people aren't going to take this to the same elevation as you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, as soon as, you know, he like, you know, shuts the door, it's like, <gasps> oh, God. Oh, my God. The world really is ending. The world is really ending. Oh, my God. The dead are rising. The world is ending. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jared. 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 What? What the hell is going on? This, I don't know. This, this can't be real. It is. It, it, the world is a fucking. Oh my god. We. We. What have we done? What have we done? What have we done? What do you mean? What have we done? We've just come to a building. Like, uh, and now the dead are rising. How could this? You have got to be pranking me, and this has got to be the worst joke ever. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> you can't possibly think this is a joke, Debbie. I mean. For once, I, I think Jared's on the right track. There's some shit going on here. How could this not be a joke? We come <laughs> listen, out to listen to the man being eaten outside. He's being eaten alive. <laughs> you think I'd fuck up my own ankle for a goddamn joke? Look at it. It's swollen. It's bruising. I've got freaking Christy here holding me up. It ain't a joke, hun. Also, Deborah, we already killed one of the things. You shot it. You're behind you. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you're right. There's that weird painting thing down there that we found. That, that's pretty weird. Uh, you all right there, buddy? And you see him looking at you, Jared. Are you you okay there, buddy? You look kind of pale there. <laughs> what? what? You need some water? <laughs> and he just sort of like walks up, just like like starts pacing around the room. Okay, okay. How do we? How do we? How do we fix it? How do we fix it? How do we fix it? And you see, like the guy that he's like, "What was that out there that you saw out there?" I didn't get to catch a glimpse of it. I just I turned around, went back in the office, and I come back out here. And the, did the Reverend leave or what? Don't don't mind that. Don't don't even ask about that. What the hell did you find downstairs? You said there was another weird painting. How weird? Well, it's a it's a mural. I showed Jared it earlier. Jared, what the hell was on it? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, holes, ground, eating people. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay here come and sit down here you see brian come and take jared and kind of takes him into the office room which is ahead of you as you guys go into the office you see that there's like steps on the left that go downstairs he sits you on the on the chair he's like are you okay what are you talking about end of the world what, what do you mean what's going on are my men dead arising world's ending catastrophes floods earthquakes fire from the sky you see brian looks at you three like and he looks at you quizzically He's talking about some of the stuff that's on the wall down there. Yeah, Haas, some weird stuff is going on, okay? We're not quite sure ourselves, but, you know, Reverend Guy thought, that, you know, the world's ending because we opened some portal to hell or some Nancy Pappy shit. 
I don't know. All I can tell you for sure is something ain't right with this place. Something ain't sitting right with this place. And all of us, collectively, all of us, get your men. We got to get the fuck out of here. Do you want to see what I found downstairs, though? Aside from the mural? Yeah. You want to see it? Fuck yeah, let's go. All right. You three you three coming down? or You stay up here, Jared, all right? You stay up here, boss. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. Is he okay? Are you sure he's okay? He's losing it. Just he, He's fine. Just give him a second. Is he, what, Jared, what? stay up here, man. We'll, we'll be right up. What is he talking yeah. about dead people, right? What did you guys shoot up there? We're not really sure. Okay. It, it, I know it's going to sound kind of, you know, like we're doing some stuff, but it didn't seem human. If you, you know, you look at Christy's face, she, you know, she beat the tar out of it. And this thing here, it, it had blood, but it had, you know, like some green stuff. It didn't, it didn't sit right, man. It didn't sit right. We took its head off and the damn thing kept crawling towards us. Something ain't right with this place. And he just looks at you like, what the, he looks at you like you're crazy too. And he's just like, who, which one of you control the money? How am I going to get paid here? Unfortunately for you, Cuckoo Guy has the cash. Uh, and he looks at you, Deborah. For you have access to his money too. I do. All right. After we're done here, I'm gonna get paid and take my guys out. But I'm gonna show you what we found down here. And he walks down the steps. There are these wooden, crickety steps that go down. As you guys are making way down, you see the water, but it's weird. You see like a light shining on the water, and you see him go, "What? What the heck?" And he kind of walks in. And he has these rubber boots on that kind of go like up to like the fishing boots that go to mid thigh. And you guys can go down and you can kind of look before you even step in into the water. You can see on the left where the mural is at that I described before. But when he walks here, you see he has like two of his workers are in the water, like the waist deep water almost. And the the mural that has all those different scenes that kind of coalesce around the center. And you see the center, there's like a light emitting from the center. And it looks like it's like three inches by three inches. And it like it kind of like makes the water look like it's shimmering. And he's like, what the fuck is that? They like, all right, guys, you're gonna go, go, get out of here. Enough of this shit. We're going home. Get out of here. He's like, you guys can have this fucking place. We're go, we're, we're we're getting out of here. Come on, get out of here. We're gonna get the others. And you see, like one of them starts coming up, and he's turning around to push you guys up to the stairs. And then all of a sudden, you hear, and then it gets like a little brighter there. He's like, what the fuck? And you guys turn and look, and you see like the hole got like two feet by two feet in the middle there, and you can kind of looks like you see like. Uh, scenery almost in the background it looks like subdued and kind of grayish but it's almost like like it's like a window in a way and he's like no fuck this shit fuck this we're getting out of here and he's like move out of the way and he's like brian's moving out of the way and he's like getting you guys to get part or either go upstairs whichever way you guys are gonna do are you guys gonna part or are you gonna go back upstairs with them deborah's gonna part she's like focused on the scene that's unfolding in front of her Dan is probably going to move aside as well because he's kind of a little bit in shock as to what he's seeing happening. Didn't the workers like um, stay away from the tree on the outside? Yeah. Uh, Christy's got to like grab one of them as they, as they walk past and she's like insistently looking at him. What the fuck is up with that tree? We're going to switch before we have that conversation. We're going to switch to Jared. Jared, you're sitting there. Your adrenaline's pumping. Your heart rate's up. You won't stop sweating. And you hear a voice in your head. Hello. <gasps> Who was that? Oh, you can hear me. My name is Johan Scheigel. You're in oh. the hotel, aren't you? What, what the fuck do you want with me? Oh, you are seeing it all happen around you. Are you not, sir? Is it grand? Is it, is it horrific like I 
like I thought it was, like I had visions of. Yes, it's horrifying. Oh, yes. We are together, you and I. It is the horror of this place that brought us back together. It's glorious what you're seeing. The world is ending. It's Armageddon as the book, the good book has told us. As we are taught, you are around one of the seven seals of hell. One of the portals. And only I know how to stop it. <laughs> I don't know if I should stop it, though, because those people murdered me when simply all I was trying to do was warn them and process what I would see in my visions. How do I stop it? How do I stop it? How do I stop it? Oh, I don't know if you're worthy of me telling. I don't know. What are you willing to do for me to tell you? Just tell me what the fuck I have to do, okay? Why? You're just like those people that nailed me to that tree and then buried me beneath the evil tree that laid in that yard. What should I do, huh? What What was it that I did that was wrong? What if they kill you? What, what? if your friends kill you? Because they think you're like me. I, I Dan has been, I don't, I don't like how Dan's been looking at me. He has been looking at me Phyllis, he doesn't believe. He sees what he doesn't believe. He does, and no, and then he's, I bet his wife is starting to love, your wife is starting to love him. You see the way she looks at his muscles, right? I mean, they did say you're not man enough. I have seen that. And Christy is supposed to be your friend, but all she's doing is making Deborah jealous of you. She's pretty much instigating everything. I mean, she doesn't doesn't want you to be happy, right? True, 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 true. So here's the thing, Jared. What? If you want to know how to end this, one of them's got to die, Jared. You got to show me that you're committed. The blood has to be paid like my blood has been paid. For the portal of hell will only close if it gets its due diligence. It thought it had me at first, but then they murdered me. So now you're going to have to give it something else. And then it may close. Okay. You make your decision smartly, Jared. And we're going to cut back to Christy. You can pull this worker aside. Uh, give me a psychology roll, please. Woohoo, I'm great at that. <laughs> I fail miserably. 60 over 15. Oh, you got 15? Okay. You can spend <laughs> luck. How much luck do you have? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, okay, I mean, I could spend the entirety of my luck. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Guess. If, it's up to you. I'm just letting you know. Uh, I don't feel it's appropriate. Like, um, okay. Well, I, I was having you roll a psychology roll just so you could see his reaction, you know, when he said it. So he's looking at you. And, wh- and let, let, let's go back to the conversation. How do you how do you frame it again? Oh, I'm just holding him up on the stairs, um, you know, grabbing his, uh, his arm, I guess. Looking at him um, intently like I need his attention right now. And I'm just saying, what the fuck is up with the tree? And you see him stop for a second and he looks at you. And he looks at his boss. His boss is like, come on. He's like looking at you and he's like, listen, like that, it's bad. That tree's bad. There's rumor has it that there was some wacko guy here who thought he saw hell and the, the local white people here who were all like mining for gold. They didn't like it. So they nailed him to that tree until he died. And then they buried his bones underneath it. So we just don't go by that tree anymore. I mean, would you go by it if you heard all that stuff? I mean, you guys slept underneath that thing. I it's like, yeah, that, that's what I heard. But I got to go. Like, listen, hey, lady, get the fuck out of here. Obviously, some weird shit's happening here. And you see, like, they walk up the steps. And you see him walk by you, Jared. And you see, like, Brian just looks down at you, Jared. And he just shakes his head. And then he just, like, continues to walk forward. And you see him walking in the, li- <laughs> the lobby. And they're starting to head to the door that that, that, that priest got dragged out of. Is anyone going to say anything while they're walking that direction? Or Yeah, Jared's going to basically leap out of the Don't go open the door. Do not open the door. 
what did you talk? What? And you see just one of them opens the door. You're like, oh, don't open the door. And the door opens. And you just see like half the priest there, the reverend, like his upper body is there. And he's just like laying on his back and his mouth's all agape. And you see like his legs are missing and his chest is flopping. You see him go, oh, oh. You see one of the guys go, Nyah! and he just pukes all over like this reverend who's just laying there dead. Brian walks up. He's like looking out there. And then all of a sudden you see him like, what the fuck? And he just says as he's looking off into the distance. What do you what do you see? What do you see? And uh, it's just Jer- it's just Jared in this scene, right? Because yeah, I believe so. Christy, yeah. did you follow him out there, or did you stay in the office after the guy walked out? Um, I don't know. Did did everyone else walk back up the stairs? Did we stay? No, the other downstairs? two stayed on the stairs. Yeah, the other two stayed on the stairs. So you can stay on the stairs if you'd like. I think I would have stayed with the rest of them. You see him point. You see Brian point into the horizon. And you look and you see like that, the mountain that we talked about that was there. So you look off and you see the Hoodoo Mountain there. And you see it looks like smoke's coming from the top of it. He's like, what the fuck? That's not a fire. And you see one go, no, no. Jared, you're looking out there and you hear (laughs) in your head. Oh my, oh my, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, (laughs) oh. Oh, this whole town's going to get it. I'm so happy they're going to get it. This is what they get for not listening to me. Oh, my God. You know what that is, Jared? Take a guess what that is. You got to know what that is, Jared. It's it's a volcano, isn't it? Yes. It's been dormant for like thousands of years, but it's coming back. That's a sign that's happening right now. The world is ending, Jared. (laughs) Oh, 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 my God. This is so funny. Oh, oh. They all deserve it. Even them. I mean, look at them. They're all three down there right now, Jared. They're staring at that portal that's opening up. Once that portal opens up, Jared, it's going to happen. The whole thing's going to happen. They're all down there right now, Jared. Which one are you going to pick, Jared? Which one are you going to pick? Can I, can I, can I take? Ooh, can I, can I pick? Can I pick? No, 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 I, 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 oh, what is happening? If I did pick one, what would I have to do? You would have to kill them. Do I have to do it in a certain way, or is it just... Well, you'd have to kill them and then throw them in the portal there, and then the portal will be free, because you see what the portal is doing now? It's expelling the dead upon the world, but if you throw something in there to sate it, it'll close down. That's what we used to do as a society thousands of years ago when the elder ones and the great ones walked the world. We'd have to feed the portals, but now we have forgotten our ways. The Hoodoo Mountain hasn't forgotten its ways. It's ready. What are you going to do, Jared? Then we cut back to Deborah, Christy, and Dan. You guys are standing on the steps there, and you see this water again. You see the portal, and it's like about two feet, and you kind of hear like a sounding coming from within the portal there from behind the wall seems on you guys should we chuck something into it see what happens anyone got anything on them that they can throw in not a weapon or anything of value just just to see what it is you know i mean it, it, it kind of looks like it leads to somewhere is there like a loose brick around you see that there's like debris probably in the water. You can see through some of the water because the light's shining. Like they busted the wall, you know, to get to this mural. They had to bust a bunch of bricks. So you know that there's probably brick in the water there. It's about three feet of water. You can't see quite clearly, but you can kind of see, you know, some, some dude shadows down there. Yeah. Christy like leans um, down 
on like the last step that isn't covered in water. Yeah. And she like um, hooks one arm into the into the railing and tries to fish for something in the water with the other arm. So you go ahead and you put your your hand in the water, and as you go, you you feel like your fingers slide across something, and you think it's a brick, but then you feel it's a little slippery, and then you feel something grab your wrist. Like our style and want more? Then you should listen to Twin Cities by Night Dread. It's not the first game in the series, but it is the one that most captures our style, dealing with a coterie who have to carefully traverse through kindred society as darkness closes in around them.